rising mode and the other in uh, it's really weird they lock out a majority of the content immediately it's just very bizarre to me that they do that Maybe I did do rising, huh? the other character that you download via the DLC uh-huh she is a ninja or a samurai sorry a samurai who acts and moves like a ninja so strider and she she controls just like strider and is for all intents and purposes, Strider. Strider. <laughs> and it totally changes the way you play the game. Like, so she doesn't shoot at all? No, nothing is the same. 
I might like that. Yeah. For some reason, when I was playing this, I uh, to be able to knife people. Yeah. Like metal slug. Yeah, that's basically what she feels like when you play. And for some reason, the, re the for some re the reason that I, how can I phrase that? The fact that I couldn't felt really off to me, even though it's not. It's trying to be a contra, and when has it also, ever happened to contra? Also, the loading on this is taking longer than mine. But that's what I've heard. It's weird when you go read the people c uh, commenting about this. Mine consistently takes thirty seconds. Yeah, you were saying people with like but launch people, era Xboxes takes forever. Yeah, why is that? Who knows? Like, really, why is that? But in Uprising mode, you purchase different things. Like, your regular weapon here. When you get the upgrade, like, uh, I think the first upgrade you get the heavy. Okay, the heavy. Um, yeah, I saw it. it seemed there's it different levels to the weapons. So if you were to get another heavy right now, it yeah. would be heavy with the wings on it. And that would um, denote, you know, faster gun spray and just all around better. So you can purchase in the game's rising mode, basically a shortcut. So you purchase the capability that the first time you get the icon in the game, you're already at the second level version right. of it. Or the third. It seems like... Um, <clears throat> what's that remind me of? It reminds me of Mars Matrix in a weird way. Sure. Even though you didn't really... I don't think you really bought anything that beneficial in Mars Matrix. It was just like random shit. But it's like a cumulative... Uh, point value, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, like Mars Matrix. No. You have to play the game again and again and again and again and again and keep earning. Well, I mean, like, so if you if if you played this, if you if I had the full game, and let's just say for whatever reason you didn't even get past the first level, would you have earned? You earned some money. Yeah. Sure. But I mean, did you even know that you could vault over things when you played this? Uh. -uh. That's what I mean. Nothing is nothing is really explained to you. Not that that's bad. I don't, I don't really view that as bad because I like old game design, but you know, to a flaw. But uh, I think it's really interesting. Uh, you can vault over things, and you can purchase different moves in the rising mode. Like you can, um, instead of vaulting over things, you can sack guys as you run into them, which is like, I don't know, it seems like a basic mechanic that you should be able to do right off the start. It's just weird when the when the store in the game allows you to basically like change the mechanics of the game entirely. That's why I was so upset when I saw someone do a quick look of this game, because I was like, well, you know, you really can't get a grasp on what this game is Well, then and they from stopped the beginning. Right, they stopped right at the part where they should have kept going. Because at the end of that, he bought a reflect move or something like you can reflect bullets sure back. yeah you can do that too and I or deflect or whatever and I was and I I saw that and I was like I want to see what that is because it seems like that's kind of no no pun intended or I hate to use cliches it's like literally game changing like it literally changes the way the game plays yeah and it totally does um it just seems weird that they would stop right there sure I guess it just wasn't for them um, what, what else to say about this game? You know, graphically, graphically it's mixed bag. No, I think it's really interesting graphically. It reminds me of, um, I don't know, it's basically what I think video games should kind of look like. <clears throat> Traditional video games. Like, I don't think this game could not, or couldn't have come out on the PS2. That's like a full game? Yeah. Yeah. In terms of the graphics also, like in terms of what they're pushing? Yeah. 
Um, I don't think, I mean, maybe the animation, the frames of animation would have been a little too much for the PS2's uh, memory, like the RAM, but, um, and obviously it couldn't be this resolution. But, uh, yeah, I really don't see how this couldn't have come out on the PS2. In fact, in a lot of ways, it feels like a PS2 game to me. Um, and I think maybe that's why people don't like it as much, because it, it really feels ancient, but purposefully ancient. Um, but, yeah, you get really into the mechanics of this game. As you get into them, they get really rewarding for some reason. And it really... It's so strange saying this, because at first I hated the game so much, but it's really like a game made by like a B-team uh, working for Treasure. Like a Treasure's B team. Like if you didn't know they existed, yeah. which they don't, right? Um, I would think that they would have made this game. You know, and presenting it to the other Treasure guys, the other Treasure guys would have basically been like, you know, almost, uh, <laughs> almost there. There are just some weird decisions, I guess, and some like obvious. We don't quite know how to make the best action game, but it's really promising. I don't know. Like, did you ever play Dolphin Blue? No, that no. was that metal sluggish type game. We, I played it the one time that we saw it at E3. And uh, where was that at E3? It was at the Sammy booth. Oh, weird! I don't remember it. Um, it was like the first year that the Atomus Wave was like out. Yeah, but they, had, they had Dolphin Blue in that Demolish Fist game. What did you think about uh, Dolphin Blue? Reminded me a lot of Metal Slug. Yeah, but just boring. Yeah, I didn't really like I mean, the. Uh, that's how, the best way I could explain it. There wasn't like enough the going on. It, yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. This aesthetic does seem really jarring, I guess. But uh, I've gotten used to it. As long as I approach it from uh, the viewpoint of this is a video game and not uh, not even necessarily a modern video game. It's just a video game. Done with modern technology. I don't mind the aesthetic of it at all. It's just, it's sort of, uh, like, it's incongruent. Like, yeah, but then I said, I totally agree. The, like, metallic robot style with, at least with this level, with the desert and the, like, anime sky clouds. No, I totally agree with you until I started thinking about it from a weird perspective that was, uh, what if this was, uh, like, this reminds me of a Nintendo game being translated into this technology. Sure. Like, I don't really know how to explain Especially, it. Especially... Um, no, you know, the enemies don't really all make sense. Like, there's no aesthetic... No. It's a particularly good screen you've picked because the background has those just, like, random ruins. Yeah. Exactly. Like, why would those ruins be there? What's even happening? There's no context. Everything's right. left... Right. There's, no, there's like, zero There's literally context. no context whatsoever. There's airships flying in the background. Uh, obviously, you're in the middle of some war. They give you mission, but it does little to explain the chaos that's going on around you. Um, why the enemies look the way they do, why some of them don't look at all like the others. Uh, right. It's just basically, it's it's weird. It's just designed so disparately, uh, almost on purpose. But I think that's how Japanese people really view video games. And, and I don't know, it's very traditionalist, I guess. Who'd have thought from Japan? Something traditionalist. But there are tons of problems with this game. Like The problem that they had, I, I don't know if you... Did you you watched a little quickly? Did they beat the boss? No. Well, at the very end of the boss, you'll see it's it's terrible. There is a, a situation where you have to jump off the motorcycle to get to the helicopter. Yeah. That's like hovering in the air. And uh, well, it does it once halfway through the beginning of the first level, but uh, it's not as specific as the last time that it does it. The last time that it does it, it's totally unexpected, and if you fail the jump. 
which is not necessarily that easy to make because you don't really understand the kind of control you have over your character in the air. It's kind of not like a very precise game in terms of that. Sure. Um, yeah, it's totally not forgiving. It takes you back before the boss. And it's really out of nowhere. You'll see. It's 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 fucking psychotic. But um, that sounds like a Nintendo game. It does, right? Yeah. It it totally does. And beyond that, even um, when you land on that helicopter, like when you actually land the jump and you're hanging from the helicopter, kind of like a Contra guy would in the Nintendo game. Right. The helicopter stays totally stationary in the sky, spinning its blades. Like it doesn't even <laughs> it doesn't even yeah. bob up and down a little bit. It just literally <laughs> stays in the exact same space. Sure. Spinning its blades. It's frozen. Almost like a fucking uh, Nintendo game would have. And uh, it eventually takes off, but uh, for the time being, it, it looks very strange. Plus, like, when you're on se- sequences like this, when you're on the motorbike um, going through the cave and the backgrounds repeat themselves, uh-huh. they don't really make much of an effort, I think, to disguise the fact that the background's repeating itself. And I think that's traditionalist or a nod to older games or whatever. I don't know how to explain it. It's just plain old. But I guess that's what I like about it. If they were great, does it grade you at the end of the level? Yeah. Figure in a way that you'd get like all S ranks or something. Yeah, most definitely. That is, and it reminded me of like, um, it reminded me of like when I first played Shattered Soldier, mm-hmm. and then I kind of got into it for a little while, it's, it's and a, I got so good at like same. remembering the entire level. Yeah, in a lot of ways, it's the same. That's why. Uh, that's why to me Shattered Soldier felt like a treasure game. Yeah. Because there was very obviously a path, like an ultimate path you could take through it. Right. You know, that you know, if you were really proficient you could take this path. Right. There was the same path through the game, but the way you moved through it was ninja esque. Right. In this game you can really be ninja esque. But yeah. it's funny because when I first see people turn this game on, I guess the best way to say it is the difference between people who first play this game and people who have been playing it for a while, myself included, is uh you just don't stop moving when you've played it once or twice on it, or a few times already. You just don't yeah. stop moving through the level. Whereas, like, Giant Bomb on their quick look, they were taking their time and moving, like, at a snail's pace. Yeah. You know, choosing, picking and choosing shots. That's why, for some reason, I felt like I, sh- I should be able to knife people. Like, Metal Slug style. Because it just seems like... It <laughs> is it timed? Or is uh, it just the probably demo? just the boss. How terrible. Yeah. Seems like you should be able to, like, run through the level at breakneck speed and just sort of cut everyone down, which sounds like you can do with that one girl character. Yeah, you can. And you can even do it with uh, the later guys. I mean, depending on what weapons you use, you really... I mean, that's another thing that's really interesting. These weapons are... Some of them are traditional, but uh, some of them totally change the way that you could play this game. Um, And the levels, at least to a certain degree, seem to be designed in a way that uh, you can get through them quickly in different ways with different weapons totally separate from one another. It's, it's very it's very right. interesting. I don't know. I think it's a really good game, though. I, I was really surprised you didn't like it at all. But like I said, you have to play through it probably about... Well, now minutes. that you've told me what you've told me, it sounds like I should probably just buy it and give it a shot. Yeah, it's really good. If, if Especially if you can't get to that level in the demo. And I mean, there are... The store to uh, in the Rising mode to download everything is I mean there's a lot of shit to buy unfortunately fortunately or unfortunately, unfortunately. I mean like I don't know how you want to look at it but for me yeah. when I saw how many uh, things there were to buy it was a lot like Mars Matrix
1 plus 18, 100 divided by 5 times 4, x. Did somebody uh, direct you to this game, or did you just find it? Oh, this game. Aubin Hawkins and the 1000 Spikes. Uh, I don't remember how I found this game. This game. I haven't played it, but I know what this is. Uh, I don't really remember how K I found this game. Kotaku did a video on this. Oh, did they? Yeah. Must have been really interesting and nope. full of insight from he real gamers. He didn't even get past this initial... Death right there. <laughs> no, this initial... Uh, Screen? Yeah, set up here. Yeah, so this is the guy that did that uh, Tempora of the Dead game. Uh, do you remember that game? I know that it exists. I'm Starring Obama. Played it. Very oh, yeah. I, I remember, I've seen oh, it, I but I never played it. it. Yeah, that's a weird game. But uh, this game is pretty interesting. Uh, I played through a lot of it the first couple days. But it became so infuriating I couldn't continue. <laughs> It's one of the more infuriating is games. It, is are, it levels is. or or um? Do it's you levels. Keep going? It's levels. It's a screen. It's screens that are a couple screens long, and <laughs> you basically. I mean, it's like it's like trials. Oh boy. You know, like trials, but an old school shooter. Oh like boy. A, uh, you see, I can't jump very, or I have to jump very high to avoid that. At the same time, avoid the spikes. I don't know. The the thing about this game is there's really no way to get better at it. The learning curve. I mean, there is no learning curve to this game. It's just. Literally play through every level a thousand times until you get it, and that's all there is to it. Uh, you can't get better at it. It's just miserable in a lot of ways. That does sound miserable. Yeah, but uh, interesting in another way. Uh, no, I, I don't have a problem with it as a concept. I actually, and I really like the uh, I like the pixel art. Yeah, the t uh, the tile based gameplay, which is of course. Retro, I guess, just the best way to put it. It's, but it's, the tile-based gameplay really makes me think of it, uh, think of it as a puzzle game, like a puzzle platformer. Sure. Even though I guess it's not supposed to be taken that way, it really reminds me of one. Well, you have everything that's like an exact height. Yeah. Like that, like your block is exactly one block high. Exactly. It's really studied in a way. Um, the art is really studied on the NES aesthetic in that. I totally agree. The colors are limited in the right way. Yeah, especially yeah. I agree with that. Like it might be, it might look a little more colorful than a regular Nintendo could be. Yeah. But like the, like the character and then the like the stone <sighs> tiles look like they're made up of the right number of colors that a Nintendo game would use. Yeah, I could see that. Whereas most people, that. a lot of things they get like retrofied or whatever, made to look like 16 or 8 bit, have like too many colors in them. Yeah. Or, like, are just a little too detailed. Sure. His last game was like that. You know, it was one of those games that... It reminds me of a Newgrounds game where it's, like... you Early Newgrounds games where it's, like, you see it stylized after Nintendo, but you would look at it and say, you know, Nintendo couldn't do that. There's, yeah, there's no way they regardless could of, actually make that game. Yeah, regardless of pixels and look, Nintendo could not have made that game. Yeah. Um, this really... That can't be said for this, <laughs> I don't think. Which I guess is why. So are there two jump buttons, or? Yeah, there are two jump buttons, and 
I couldn't figure out for a while why, but then it came to me, oh, it's because there are obviously future points in the game where they require more precise jumps. Mm -hmm. But since the jumps are basically on and <laughs> since the jumps Terrible. are basically, I know, right? Since the jumps are basically on and off, and there's no um, analog to them. Yeah. They have that smaller jump in for tinier jumps. Weird. Yeah, it's a really weird That's game. That's really bizarre. You can pretty much anticipate there will there will be a section at least once where you have to jump exactly that distance multiple times. Oh yeah. Just like one right after the other. And if you don't start the sequence just where it's supposed to, you just you'll never yeah, make it. That's <laughs> so aggravating. It is. It's really aggravating, especially compared to even like Super Meat Boy, which is uh, the same game, just a lot faster paced. Yeah. Which is, I guess, what makes this game more frustrating than Super Meat Boy. There's I mean, no, they even there's go no, like physics engine to this game. Well, there's no physics engine, and they even go. I mean, like Super Meat Boy is like pacifism, and that you die and you're back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's even that really grating, annoying dying sound in this. <laughs> And it goes oh. back to the like Ghost and Ghouls level select screen. Yeah. You know the. Dun -dun -dun. Yeah. Just die noise. That. Yeah. That is infuriating. It is infuriating. <laughs> it gets really <laughs> annoying. Plus you have a. It's, yeah, it's this. It's like this again. You have a countdown <laughs> like uh, Prinny. So uh, you know you can only get through the game with, or you only have so many lives to get through the game. Yeah. It's very weird. So many traps. How terrible. Literally every fucking thing is a trap. So you see how I progressed through that level. Really, I haven't played it in a long time, so I totally forgot all the traps. Um, yeah. Oh, great. Oh, great. That too. Uh, and then there's also parts where you can just fuck yourself because you push the block too far. Sure, yeah. Or you push it the wrong way. It's pretty infuriating, but it's kind of interesting. I ended up liking it more than I thought I would. Especially I like it. I like the way it looks for some reason. Oh, I just say it. I've spelled out the reason. But like the actual combination of the colors being used. Yeah. It's, good. it's a great game plus. It was weird. Could you change the music? You could lower and uh, raise the volume. What a weird feature. You can change the music in this next game. Or Ballistic. Yeah, Ballistic. He spent a lot of time on the interface. Apparently. Yeah. So, Radiant Games, new game. Waves, right? Yeah. And uh, every ten waves, well, every five waves, five waves, you get to personalize your ship a little bit, but every ten, you earn another enhancement. So, as you proceed through the game, you basically level yourself up in whatever order you want to, based on your own playing style. Okay. And based on what kind of enemies you're going to face. So it's kind of one. Of, it's it's weird. I mean, like the the waves are set in groups of ten, and every ten waves are the exact same. They just get progressively more difficult. Right. It's a lot like R four the shooter, R four revenge. Okay. Okay. Um, no E four. No E four. E four revenge, right? Every extent, extra extreme. But I couldn't remember if the oh it's yeah R four shooter revenge or whatever. Whatever the shooter mode in that game where you do the duels. Joystick shooter. Oh yeah, right. Remember how the way that game progressed was you would kill a bunch of popcorn enemies, and as many as you killed, or how long it took you to kill X amount per level, um, decided your progress. So, sure. You know, like 
the first levels, there's 200 guys you have to kill. Second level, 300. Sure. That's how this game progresses, too. Um, there just get to be more and more guys who get more and more difficult. But it's the same 10 levels again and again and again and again. Weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like it's weird. I'm I'm, I'm really just struck by the the interface. How clean? Like it actual is? the actual UI compared to the other Radiant games, well, which weren't bad, but they weren't this good. I know they just weren't this polished looking. It's weren't, also cer certainly weren't this animated. Right. It's also really weird to me. Um, yeah, I mean, it like, looks really good. It does look really good, doesn't it? Especially like yeah, I like that. It's that was cool. You can also change the music, like I mentioned in my horrible yeah. attempt at a segue. But uh, while you're playing the game, um, there definitely is a lot of information on screen. Although it's kind of weird because it's like hidden in the background. That's what I was gonna say. It looks real. I like that. That it's sort of like the interface is actually like under the game. Sure. Yeah. That I, I really I don't really think I've ever seen that done in a game before. Um, that way. Not to it's this like it's extent. there if you want to see it. Not to this extent. Like not to not to the extent that it's showing this much information. Right. That is relevant, but not necessary to have. So, like especially uh, on the left there, like you, you probably you don't really need to know all that. Oh yeah, but it's really interesting. It, um, it tells you like when you get your next bomb, uh, when you get your next multiplier, that sort of thing. Because the way the game plays also is um, there's bombs, which are like area-based bombs. They don't destroy everything on screen, and there's multipliers and extra lives. You get extra lives every time your score doubles from a starting score of something like 200,000. Um, multipliers, obviously, are what drive your score up, so you have to get those. And bombs are area-based. Later on, for one of the power-ups, you can choose to uh, remote detonate bombs with a different button. So if like you're on the opposite side of the screen and a bomb is there, you can press a button to detonate it. You don't actually have to collect it to detonate it. Because, uh, I guess I should have mentioned, the bombs explode when you touch them. You don't collect them like Geometry Wars and keep them in a sort of okay um, row, you know, ready to go. Sure. They basically appear and you have to use them in a certain amount of time or you don't get to use them. They'll disappear into the ether. So, like, now it's Wave 6 and uh, you don't get a chance to hand change the way, change your loadout, which comes in handy because the levels are the same and certain enemies require certain loadouts. Sure. Eventually. Um, there's also two modes of firing while you're playing. You can hold down the shoulder button, and your movement slows down, but your ship's fire becomes a little more focused. Okay. Oh, See okay. how that happens? Um, and at the same time, there is a meter that's filling around my ship. Okay, yeah, I see it. And uh, it's basically filling up another circle that encircles my ship. And if it fills up all the way, then I have like an overheat, and my ship basically has to stop firing altogether. And it's only when minutes. you're doing that focus fire mode? And it's only when you're doing that focus fire mode. So you risk that focus fire for... Uh... This guy must be obsessed with mechanics. Yeah, that's why I like his games the most. <laughs> He's obviously obsessed with mechanics. Just like exploring mechanics. This one, works, this one works... I mean, this game works really well. Like, uh, Inferno worked well in terms of control and mechanics, I sure. think. Uh, Crossfire One kind of was boring after a while. Crossfire Two got really interesting because it explored more of the explored more of the mechanics. But uh, yeah, this game's just crazy in terms of the amount of things you can do. There's also two different main ways of firing. Okay, see, like I, I did the overheat right there. There's also two main ways of firing. So you can fire kind of a spread shot like this, or press the L or the RB button and make it really focused. 
Um, and this this focus beam works best for shielded enemies like this. You know, you can kind of just plow through them. So you can see how later on um, one of the power-ups being... Reminds me of the... Real quick, for some the reason I said that is because all of his games have sort of been like successive builds on his previous totally. games. Totally. Regardless if they're Even this. similar or... Yeah. So this seems to be like joy, sort of joy. the ultimate culmination of everything that he's already sort of put out. Totally. In addition to the reason I said the mechanics is that the focus fire thing you were telling me really reminds me of the flashlight in Alan Wake. Oh, really? Sort of like if you lit up. Not that he. Not that I'm saying that he sure. took it from that. I mean the way it feels. But like the way it. it feels, and like. And you're not even playing it. Just sort of like him exploring. That as a mechanic, I guess. I don't know. For yeah. some reason, that's why my brain was like, "Man, this guy just must be interested in seeing how play concepts." like pan out in a game. Yeah, well he's definitely using the controls and the mechanics to elicit emotion um, over something that's not there. You know, sure. like the stress of trying to get through their shields and the focused way your yeah. shots express your emotions yeah. trying to get through those shields. Like visually but, they light up and they get a Yeah. Which is probably the number one thing that modern games, I think, have lost. Sure. Um but yeah, there is. Uh, I think I've got to like wave sixty or something in this, and for a while I was number fifteen on the worldwide board. But since then, scores have like quadrupled. Secrets out. And yeah, the secrets out. And um, on top of that, I'm not quite sure how long the game goes. It might just go forever. Oh, and wow. there might be a point where, well, I don't know. Because of the way I watch the scores progress on the high score table without ever actually watching a replay of the game, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that there's a point where it turns into E4. Where you are basically just playing to see how long you can play. Yeah. And your score reflects how long you play and not how well. Yeah. Because it gets difficult around level 60, and I kind of get to a point where I'm running out of lives, but I'm also getting so good at managing things that once I clear that hump, I know I'll probably be able to just play the game indefinitely. Because I have yet to watch, for some reason, I've yet to watch YouTube videos. Mm hmm. Because I kind of want to figure out whatever that trick is myself, if there is a trick to playing indefinitely. Like in Geometry Wars 1, when you would play that game, uh, I couldn't really crack that because it was my first dual joystick, and I couldn't really figure out how people were getting you know, even a couple million points until I watched a YouTube video and saw that someone basically just moved in a circle around the playing field Sure. Uh, and just never stopped doing that and constantly changing his ship's orientation and the ship's fire relative to the ship's orientation. Um, once I saw him do that, you know, it upped my game tremendously. But I was kind of upset that I didn't get to find it out myself. So with this game, I'm trying to see if I can discover I've been sort it. of noticing that a lot in, in games lately, just in modern games. What's just that? The, like, figuring things out for yourself. Is harder, or what? Either, well, I don't know if it's harder, or if I'm just willing to spend less time on it. Because yeah, no. games as a whole, like, uh, most games don't motivate me to do it. You know what I mean? Like, this no. this game isn't good enough for me to sit here and actually figure it out. I'd rather just go online and get past this idiotic part. Sure. I guess that's the problem with games like Contra. Uh, hardcore. Whereas when, when you were a kid, it's like... One, you have end- obviously you have endless time. <laughs> right. Two, right. you don't know any better. Right. You don't know that what you're playing might be a bad game. Right. But that definitely taught a whole generation to stick with things, I think. Sure. Uh, or, I, if not to stick with things... Maybe that's a little too generous. Maybe um, it definitely seems to have taught the, the Japanese, at least, who are more traditional, to uh, 
I don't know how to word this. I, I was going to say stick with things longer because uh, you eventually you'll end up getting more of a benefit out of it uh, relative to how much time you are willing to invest in it. That uh, I'm sure it's something cultural. Yeah, I'm sure it's something. Cultural. It has to because we've. I mean, as we've already discussed, you know, Western game design is so Western mainstream game design is so focused on iteration. Yeah. Whereas the Japanese are more comfortable with iteration and trapping minds. <laughs> yeah. Click prisons. Yeah. Click and touch prisons. Which you're about to become. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. prisoner of tomorrow. Yeah, I really want the iPad. And uh, <laughs> I remember reading news, speaking of the iPad, because probably the first game I'm going to download on it is going to be Infinity Blade. Because that game has piqued my interest in so many ways, I, I don't know why. It's it, it probably because it reminds me of Demon Souls uh, without any of the time. It has that look to investment. it. Investment. I mean, yeah, it definitely even looks like it. You know? But mm -hmm. like mechanically, it's even like a Western Demon Souls. Sure. It's just like, hey, it's in the palm of your hand. It looks pretty good. It's not hard. Yeah. You get your, your back again. I don't know. Whatever. The point is... Uh, <laughs> that game is uh, just well. It's depressed me. It sold how many more than Shadow Complex? Infinity Blade? Yeah. I have no idea. Oh, there was just it. they just talked about it. They didn't give numbers, but they recently came out and said something along the lines of, "Yeah, it's become our fastest selling game or our highest selling game ever." Chair, the people who made it, who also made Shadow Complex, said that. And uh, I guess the people were trying to figure out how many copies that means they sold. Uh huh based on how many copies Shadow Complex Shadow sold Complex. and how much it was going for and how much money this game made. So they had to do some comparative math without knowing both sides of the equation. Oh, so their statement was it's the most successful, i.e. it's generated the most cash for us. Right, and then they looked uh -huh. at like Shadow Complex's numbers and then you know figured out how much it costs comparatively. So anyway, that depresses it's me. still going to be pretty high because Shadow Complex, I don't know the exact number, but I it know... It was like 500,000. Did, did pretty well, yeah. Which is pretty good for a downloadable game. Sure. Um... So well, at least depressing. that many people have probably bought Infinity Blade because it's at least it's ten or fifteen, right? It's cheap now. I, it's not well, I think the, I think it goes back and forth. Yeah, like most even, games. None of that stores. shit's standardized. <laughs> right, but um, like I bought Phoenix Wright for my iPhone for a dollar. Right. When it's normally five dollars or thirty in, uh, as a <laughs> video game, but that's what I mean. I don't really understand. I guess. People were walking away. I mean, I've heard people talking about that news, and people were walking away with it, saying things like, "You know, that's what you get when you uh, build a game for a system and don't try to stick to these old roots that are so bad." I, they were basically demonizing the roots of Shadow Complex, which happens to be Super Metroid. So they're inadvertently. Oh, they were somehow trying to say that be Infinity Blade has sold as well as it has because it's so forward-thinking and new. Yeah, and because it's so it's so well designed in terms of being tailored for the system that it's on. And I was like, well, I guess that's kind of an unfair criticism for you guys to say, considering Shadow Complex is on a system where you play with a controller, so really any game they chose to copy well, or... That's, yeah, that would be my first response. No offense I mean? to you, I hope you enjoy your iPad too, but look at the <laughs> system it's on. Right. No, I totally agree. I totally <laughs> agree. Um, I mean, there's still... I mean, if anything, touch games and casual games have, like, TV, you know, dumbed down an entire... Audience, sure, and, definitely. Know, those people are in their attitudes and <sighs> Come on, lack man. of knowledge about Angry games. Angry Birds wins Game of the Year for a year it wasn't even released in, and two for basically copying another game, which has caught which copied another game, and is not new at all. I mean, I saying, remember when, when I people mean, are like, "No, you're totally right." But Angry I'm Birds saying, can be is a game, like you're right, it is a game. It's not a good game. 
It's not an original game. It's a Newgrounds game. And not even a good one at that. I mean, no. I, I guess I just don't understand it. It's really addictive, and it's designed really well from that same school of design that people seem to be congratulating constantly now, where it's like, can it trap you? Yeah. Like, does it have enough to keep you focused on it forever? Does Blame it dole Peggy. out um, nothing significantly? I mean, yeah. Does it constantly... Does it dole out significant amounts of nothing? Right, basically. I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> and, and, you know, as opposed to real depth, it has this fake constant depth and that's why it's maddening to me there's nothing really bad about it i played it tons um and it's it's a fun diversion but in the end it's it's just like a total diversion and it, you don't walk away from that game i don't think having mastered anything really because the physics it's a lot it's a lot like that jonathan blow talk where he went into farmville he was like there's the depth here is illusory at best yeah I mean, I suppose you do get an understanding of the physics, but uh, you get that same understanding within the first like five or ten levels. I mean, yeah. I mean, your 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 level of understanding of and those can, physics in that system, and you can get it from better games, and you can get it from better games. Yeah, there's nothing else that you're improving on, like in trials. You're technically, I mean, it may not be a skill you use in everyday life, yeah, at least but you're more improving a on a world, skill, a real world application. Sure, and I mean, like, I I'm getting better at something with my fingers. Like, there's a an aspect of my body oh, that yeah, is being sure. yeah. trained to get better at something. Yeah. So, that's rewarding in a really weird way. That's weird that people would say that about... Well, it's not weird that people would say it. it's weird that that conversation was tied to Infinity Blade. To me. But maybe I just underestimate how... Relevant? Or, I guess I understand how big of a role gaming on eye devices or touch devices is in the culture. Because I usually just kind of look the other way. Yeah, I guess it's obviously, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what can you do when it's, uh, you know, the most prevalent, like everyone has one in San Francisco. And San Francisco pretty much also happens to be where most games are getting made. Sure. And that attitude, and it's just it's spreading like an ultravirus. You know, there's like no way of stopping it. It seems like because it's infected those people who are making those games. I don't I, think they'll ever not see that. I guess I'm still looking at it like I'm not considering them as to be. I'm not considering them like serious platforms for gaming. Whereas I know a lot of people are, or at least say they are, under the guise of trying to make money. <laughs> Podcast 1980X Made from the bones of a dying world You shit-brained monkey Listen to Rebel FM recently? I know I, I, I. It's hard to. I know. I don't. I only listen but to it. The only time I listen to Rebel FM is when you say that exact sentence to me. Yeah. And then I'm where like, I'm like, fuck. Where I'm like, it's hard to listen, but 
somewhere <laughs> deep down in that shit fest, they say something extra stupid that you have to hear. <laughs> you have to hear. It's so stupid you yeah. have to hear it. That's basically the only reason to listen to that podcast. Yeah. It's like I plumbed the depths of their stupidity and found some really <laughs> shining example Look at this. of how stupid they are. <laughs> yeah. So I want you to go down there. Okay. I refuse to tell you what it is. Okay. <laughs> you go experience their stupidity for yourself. No, he was uh, – Arthur and Ryan were arguing <laughs> about uh, – I kind of blame. I kind of blame. By the way, I kind of blame Peggle for starting that whole thing. Peggle was brutal. I mean, it's it's good. I like. I like. Obviously, I love Peggle. I talked about it for a long time. But you're t- you're probably right. So Arthur and Ryan. Arthur and Ryan were talking <laughs> about how. Uh, well, Arthur was just saying that he's not compelled by. Um, games on the iPhone or iOS or touchscreen gaming. Sure. He was just saying I can't find anything rewarding about it it's not compelling to me I don't like it sure and uh, Ryan O'Donnell was just basically saying no man you've got to play it I used to be in your shoes I used to think that but I've played so many games that now I think that there is kind of a future here it's just like in it's you know uh, prepubescent stages I guess yeah but th- that argument went on for like 30 minutes and I mean they got in a really heated uncomfortable mom and dad arguing discussion oh, weird. it was very very awkward but um, the point of that segue or the point of talking about that is they did no justice to either side of the argument <laughs> and I doubt we could either you know what I mean yeah. like even talking about I obviously feel that for some reason they're worthwhile I haven't really figured it out yet why so I can't argue my position Yeah. but I like them even before I really even have them and you don't really, so I don't know. There's just, but uh, but then again, my my thing is, is I've never really liked portable gaming. Period. Yeah, it's just awkward to me for some reason. I don't know what it is about having a small device. I don't know why. Sometimes I just have that game edge that I want to scratch without having to turn on a system and sit down, and, and that's really what it's going to be about for me. Like there I are tons too. of times where I turned on my Xbox to play, like Mass Effect Two, and. Geometry Wars Pacifism was literally 10 seconds away yeah. from being played as opposed to Mass Effect's 40 seconds to start up. Yeah. And my brain just went, Pacifism, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Instant reward. The only thing is it might, maybe it's just the games then because I will play Tetris on a portable device for inordinate amounts of time. Yeah. And that's like the only game that I will do that with. Whereas I've downloaded Phoenix Wright to my iPhone for a dollar because it was a dollar. And I played through the first case, which maybe took me 20 minutes. And I have no desire to keep playing. I can't figure out Phoenix Wright. I have no desire to keep playing. Who finds that compelling at all? One, because, <laughs> so weird one, because it's a pretty big, it's a weird time investment. Because you have to like read a bunch of text sure. and follow the story and pay attention to things. And two, because you're, you're really not doing anything other than pressing one, yeah. one item at a time. And most of the time, it's just to advance the next thing that happens. Yeah, it's like not an interesting maze to navigate. I just want to see what Phoenix Wright was about. Now I know. Apparently, it's about a lot of reading, <laughs> reading and like simple logic. That, that game simple was logic. really beyond me. That's like one of those games. That's that, like why people like it. Yeah, maybe? it might be like I might be dad sounding there. It's really maybe some of the or one of the only games that I really cannot even 
grasp in, in any way. Like, it's so elusive. I just can't figure it out at all why people enjoy it on any level. There doesn't seem to be anything redeeming about it to me. I think it's something people like because they think... It's Japanese? Partly. I but think it's that's like, part of it, too. It's, it's, I wouldn't say it's ironic to like it, but it's sort of like... They take a weird sense of pride in saying they like it. So they say they like it. You know what I mean? I guess. Like, the character of Phoenix Wright's kind of weird. He looks weird. Sure. He shouts objection really loud. Oh, he I points. See what you're saying, yeah. It's like kind of a weird kooky character. Oh, this people guy. Like, yeah. Okay. I know. And what people you're are like, yeah, I like Phoenix Wright. He's cool, huh? No, this game's kind of boring. Same kind of people that would like come into Game Zone from our college. Yeah. You know, who would like really the kind of people who carry DSs around. Yes. Basically. Yes. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the best way to put it. And that I don't mean carrying them around in their pockets because everyone's done that once or twice. I mean like people who walk around carrying their DS lights. Walk around with it on and flipped open. Yeah, exactly. Play the demo. Yeah. How was that? I thought the demo was pretty cool when you weren't playing the game. When you weren't playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> I know your argument is that you really don't even have to play the game, but uh, I don't even know. Uh, I don't even know what the demo entailed. Well, the demo was um, basically I don't know where it falls in the story of the game, but the demo was you as a pilot getting in some secret bomber on the runway taking off then you're in space weird they picked that for the demo yeah. what a weird level to pick was it in the middle of the game that's like the dead middle is it where you're like directing the men yeah. and then you go down and play right. as them yeah that's just a weird section of the that's game that's what I figured it was a weird section of the demo too because it had no and they don't set it up at all or anything it's no just they don't like, set it up in the game either but they do have the uh, interface of the game in the demo where you're in the chair oh yeah See, like that, I really like, and I really like the design of the interface. How like the level um, is uh, typed out and gets blacked out yeah. as it's loading. And those are all my favorite parts of the game too. That's really amazing. That's really cool. And I really even like the um, the launch of the jet. Everything looked interesting and cool to me, and I really enjoyed all of it. Even the the way that the camera would swoosh down and you would switch um, places from sure. the guy who was viewing to the guys who were fighting on the ground. That was amazing. But the game is. I don't know what it is about it. I couldn't. I I spent a week trying to figure out how to def to describe or define what I don't like about it. It's got something to do with the way the game moves, the speed at which the game moves, uh, in terms of like frames per second, I think, and the lack of detail in the environments. It really reminds me of a game like uh, Quake Two or okay. Quake Three, where uh, there's minimal geometry and it's moving really fast. And if you stop and look at things from a certain angle, it looks pretty cool and good, and the textures are of good quality. But uh, in general, the game feels so... This is so weird. I don't know how to describe it because I'm going to sound hypocritical. It's, it seems really video gamey, but not in a good way, in like a bad way. 
Because I guess, really, when you're playing that game, you really want ultra-realism. Yeah. It's it's bad in that case, because it's, it's... Like, you need the ultra-realism. It's obviously not what they were going for. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's very strange. I, I just... I played, like, you know, a couple of the shooting moments, and... Um, I didn't really have a problem with uh, Modern Warfare 2 in the way it looked or anything, so I don't really understand the difference. I guess I would like to see him back-to-back and see if it wasn't Killzone 3 that has made me so <laughs> jaded about the graphics. Yeah. Killzone 3 looks like... <sighs> I don't know. Speaking of comparing those two games... Amazing. Uh, Black Ops in 3D was almost impossible to play. For I, don't know, I couldn't tell you why, because I'm not intelligent enough to know what it is about the visual experience of the eyes connecting to the brain and what the game is showing to tell you like why Black Ops looked was difficult to play and why the Killzone 3D demo is really good and easy to play in 3D. I'm sure that is a result of Black Ops probably having it sort of shoehorned in at the last second whereas I'm sure I'm sure Gorilla had Everything had all the help they needed from Sony in terms of like making that game look really good in 3D. Probably, yeah. But just as a comparison, probably as yeah. another comparison between those two, I didn't like the 3D in, in Black Ops. And everything that you described, like all of the aspects that you liked about the demo, is everything I liked about the game itself, which is sort of the weird, like the aesthetic of like the top secret stuff and like the the room that you're in and the fact that you can like break out of the chair and like walk around that room. Yeah. There's like a, there's a fully functional computer terminal in that room. Yeah, which is really weird. All the extraneous stuff is yeah. really good. The story I liked I liked the story in that it was something I didn't expect from a game like that. An absurd kind of absurd and like it has like this Manchurian candidate thing and you find out I mean I'm going to spoil it but who really cares. You find out at the end that you were you're a product of the MK Ultra program and like you actually assassinated Kennedy. Oh, like really? They show you at the end. Yeah. Did you get to kill Kennedy? No. Oh. I bet you you did at one point. Wow. They were, I bet you you did at one point. Wow, they, really? And they were, then they were probably like, no. That's, that's very far. interesting. They should have done it. Show you. They, ha- it they the same, should have done they it. Have, wow. They have the that's same, really they have the same thing at the beginning where it's like, this game shows scenes of intense graphic violence. Uh, would you like to censor these like they did for Modern Warfare 2 for mm-hmm. the airport scene? And the only thing in that game I could think that they would have that up there for is like, there's a torture scene where you put a piece of glass in a guy's mouth and punch him. Mm-hmm. And it's it's pretty brutal. But there isn't anything on the level... I wasn't offended by the, the no Russian thing, but in terms of what I think outside yeah. media would latch on to, yeah. there was nothing particularly bad in that game until you get to the end and it's revealed that you killed Kennedy. It would have been amazing. And I'm thinking, I thought, I immediately thought, I, I bet you they cut that out of the game. I bet you they cut it Man, out. Man, that would have been amazing. Yeah, but that's. Do you know the cigarette smoking man killed Kennedy? In X Files? Yeah. Yeah. That's what got him to be the cigarette smoking man. I only remember that he did a lot of shit like that. I don't remember. I don't remember his exact arc. Yeah. Like the events of his. Of his they story. had that one episode where he was like a failed writer. <clears throat> the whole episode was him and his personal life. Did you ever see that episode? I did, but I can't recall anything pertinent about it. Right he was now. just I trying to write it. like poetry or trying to write a novel. And yeah, he was like. Remorse in remorse about his life and how terrible it turned out. <laughs> yeah, he like came across the gun that he used to kill Kennedy, and then t- it was like a flashback episode. Oh, That's weird. pretty psychotic. 
In reality, it, it was iconic. probably George Bush Sr. who killed JFK. <laughs> I'm staying serious, unfortunately. Snake, what's wrong? Snake! Snake! Yeah, MK Ultra is a pretty deep You've drop. You've been brainwashed and like... It's a pretty deep drop. Has like... Sort of like Nazi involvement after World War II and like they, hmm. they mine all of this like Nazi technology and like implemented it into like the Black Ops. So reality. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but like in a way where I'm like, I can't really... They present it in a way that anyone who isn't already sort of into that would just be like, that's so crazy. Right. Nazis. Right. You know? But yeah. somebody there was probably like, this This should be the game. That's and, really cool. And they really work it into that like 60s, 70s sort of weird conspiracy thing. And it's too bad the game is really not that good. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. It's it's totally on rails. It's so it on very, rails. Yeah, even the it's sections so that I played rails. were very on rails. Like, to a fault. Like, there was that video of the guy going through the first level, sure. never firing a shot. Sure. And there were entire sections of the game where I didn't fire a shot. It's very strange. Because Ice Cube and James Woods or whoever... Not James Woods. His name was Woods in the game. Ice Cube and whoever the guy did Woods <laughs> took care Woods. of the whole... Took care <laughs> of the whole level. Yeah. It's Weird. really fun. It really wasn't fun. Watching the game play itself. But I don't know... It has to. Did you see the... I, I don't. Yeah. The only way you can beat Call, Call of Duty, I think, it's is to the graphics. Looks, it's to look that good. Yeah, it's to look that good. Yeah. Then you got. I definitely. I think you could definitely take people away from Call of Duty. Looking. I would. As good I would as like to see that happen. Only because Battlefield has always had, on the realism side, has always been a little more realistic. Plus, Call of Duty is like. I mean, like, um, for a long time there was a, a pretty great divide between PC. FPS players and console FPS players. FPS yeah. players. It was like Counter Strike and Half Life, yada yada, versus Halo, basically. Yeah. Halo. And then Call of Duty is kind of like one step closer to um, PC gaming mm -hmm. in terms of FPSs. Like, there's more stats. It's structured a little bit more like PC gaming. It's more complicated. Yeah. And then I think. Uh, Battlefield is even further or even closer to PC standards on FPSs. Yeah. And they're like very slowly bringing that um, whole audience over to the PC style of FPS and moving it away from the console style, which is probably, it's probably not an evil plan or anything. It's probably just because the people who make those FPS games have always played FPSs on, con or on, on computers. Yeah. And just don't know anything. Battlefield else, really. is for sure the PC shooter. Like, more so than Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. And, like, everything, I guess, in every place that it's been shown, it's been running on a PC. Yeah. I would like to see that. I don't know. Just kind of tired of war shooters. I can't imagine why. <gasps> There's not enough zombies in it. There's game. so few of them. It needs zombies. Yeah. I, there is a game with zombies in it, and I forget the name of it, though. It just got released. This is Commander Shepard and 1980X is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. You played Mass Effect 2. Yeah. Great. How'd that work out? 
So I don't really understand. Uh, well, first of all, I didn't. I had never looked up any piece of information about that game before or after I played it. <laughs> so I really don't understand how it the game functions in terms of anything. Um, okay. I don't know why the things. I don't know sort why like things happen. Pretty as, much as experience did. it in a vacuum. Yeah. Yeah. And I purposely did that. Like anytime anyone had previously talked about Mass Effect 2 before I played it, I always turned it off for fast forward, just because I didn't want to hear what causes what to happen. Sure. So I didn't really know how cool or interesting the Paragon uh, Renegade moments were. Okay. And to be honest, they and the environments are pretty much what propelled me through that game. Chance to see the next environment, chance to see the next Paragon slash Renegade. Moment. Okay. It's all that I did. I mean, yeah. and, and maybe to hear the next music track because sure. that game was amazing. In and of itself, zero game mechanics. I think you... Sp- if if I like think back to my time playing Mass Effect Two, I would say that I remember uh, mining. Sure. More than I remember the gunplay. That's fair. Which that's totally fair. I think basically suggests that more of my awareness was um, taken away from me by the mining game, which I guess could be read as the mining game was more interesting than the gunplay. I guess. I don't know. I mean, it, it really does seem that way to me. Like, really, you... I, Only I, because I, you remember it so much more. <clears throat> yeah, but plus I played it on normal. I really didn't have to kill anyone if I didn't want to. Most of my guys would take care of everything if they needed... To, if, if we needed to get by, I could just sit there and not really do anything. Sure. Um, I, I obviously, like I just said, I played on normal, but there was nothing really compelling to me about the firefighting. I never really got into biotics or anything. So for me, it was just a, a matter of pl- like charging through the game with different kinds of ammo. Uh huh. Um, so I know I'm probably missing out on a lot of that, but uh, I can't imagine that even with the biotics, it'd be that much more interesting. Because the in fact the effects uh, don't seem to me that much different than just killing them. No, and that's one like of the problems that they didn't. I don't know. That's one of the problems that they didn't really fix from the first game either. Why would I push and pull, man? If Is I could that- kill them. Quicker. Would you, you, you play bullet. a soldier? Yeah. Yeah. If you play as a soldier, it's really weird. They sort of they didn't really fix that. Where it's you can just basically gun your way through the whole game. Yeah. And I using guess using biotics you're... is more or less your. I choice. use them. Be- I use them because I was sort of like, maybe I should use them. Cause <laughs> right. Because they're there. Right. But then, like I would, what would happen is I would play. I would. I would sit down and start playing a game, and I would get to a part, and I'd be like. Oh yeah, they can do this. Maybe I should try and work that out. Right. And so I would do it, and then by the time that combat sequence would end, and like you'd talk or do something, and by the time I got to the next combat sequence, I, I would totally forget. Yeah. And so it's like it's just such a waste. Right. I'm just it's like one thing they didn't fix. But I mean, also, is it good game design? Like it might be, because I argued that it was with myself when I was thinking. Um, well, you know, I really just wanted to get through the game as quick as I could, and they offered a way to get through the game really directly. Sure. Um, I guess I guess I could consider it good game design if by switching to a biotic um, character, uh-huh. enemy types and situations changed. <laughs> because sure. that would like hint to the game, hey, this guy wants to play through it like this. Sure. Let's serve this up to him. Yeah. Whereas like if I started as a soldier, it should know like, well, he just wants to kill things. You know, he's really direct. Just wants to play through the game. Because in that way, it was good. It allowed me to beat the game a lot faster. There weren't sure. really any frustrating boss fights that had to deal with environments or, 
you know, mixing up different kinds of commands. It was basically just murder everything really fast. <laughs> yeah. Even the final boss was like, yeah, stupid but really easy. The final boss was just a bullet sponge. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. But um, did you try and have sex with anyone in the game? Yes. Who? Tally. Okay. I was so disinterested by every character except Kelly. I only did it for the achievement. What's her, what's the achievement related to her? No, not for Kelly, but the achievement oh, for just to get successfully you. pursuing, for successfully having sex. I uh, oh the assistant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I didn't really know that she was a, a person that you could have sex with. Um, you I just can't. It's, it's it's some. It the process is really weird. I apparently, think. it's really hard to do. Yeah. Apparently, I picked the most difficult bitch. <laughs> but the really interesting thing is, I did everything right. As far as I can tell, the only reason I picked Tali is because I wanted to see if the if she would take her mask off, and she didn't. Yeah, she didn't take anything off. I just wanted to see what they would do. But uh, I do remember in the game when you first meet her, like when she sort of like presents herself, like I'm your your was she a yeoman? Yeah, yeah. I do remember sort of being like, oh, I wonder if you can. Yeah, you can. Oh God, because she geez. was for her immediately her. Immediately, I was like, this is what I should do. Yeah, what a great girl. <laughs> Clearly the only interesting girl in and the And there was like a, game. there's like a, there's like a, um, hers is weird. I don't know how you get her, but like, specifically, but the, that process is really transparent for everyone. It's just like, talk to me a lot and I'll sleep with you. It's just sort of like, just keep talking to me. Yeah. And eventually just say all the right things and don't say all the, neg- don't say any of the renegade things right. unless you're trying to be with Jack. And you just say all the negative things. Uh, but with her, it's like the first conversation you have with her, you can get to like something suggestive already. Right. Really quick. And I was like, whoa. I know. <laughs> She's like, I always have time for you, Commander. That's like, yeah. you know, one of the first things she says. And you're like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I'm supposed to have sex with you. <laughs> because this is one of the first things you said to me. <clears throat> but what's interesting about it is... Uh, I was trying to have sex with her, and I remember not looking up anything about it, but it became transparent and obvious that you could, I remember, yeah. like you said. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Uh, but I knew there was a way that you could mess it up. I just didn't know what it was. Like, I know there's a way you could mess it up if you tried. Yeah. And uh, it got to the point in the game where the crew gets stolen. Oh, yeah. And you are running around through the decks as Joker, like you know, uh-huh. handicapped Joker. Mm-hmm. And the crew is getting like... Ruined, yeah. Like drug into elevators or like pulled right. into vents and stuff. And there's the the point where you see her getting taken by the aliens. Yeah. And she's like getting like drug by her legs into the elevator, and she's yeah. like terrified and screaming. Yeah. And it ha- she's at it was at a distance. It happens at a distance, so you couldn't really see if it was her. I got so upset because <laughs> I thought that meant that was it. Yeah. I was like, was that her? And then I, like, reset it, or, like, I restarted the checkpoint. Yeah. And I was like, wait, wait, I have to see this. So I, like, kept running into that situation and, like, avoiding the mission just so I could see if it was her. It ended up being her, obviously. Right. And apparently that's one of the ways you can mess it up. If you take too much time between when they get captured and when you rescue the group. Yeah. They apparently she She died in my game. But anyway, I did everything that you were supposed to do to have sex with her, it turns out. I didn't look this up beforehand, but it turns out. And, uh... She never sent me the email. What's supposed to happen is she's supposed to send you an email after you rescue her where she's like, hey, let's have a date yeah. in your room. 
and then you do that, and then after that, you meet her up again, and then you have sex. She never sent me that email. Weird. I, like, explored the galaxy for an hour after I just beat <laughs> the game, and I was like, please send me this email. And nothing. Does that bother you? Yes. I have to play through the whole game again just to try and do it. And another thing that bothered me is trying to get... Uh, what is her name? Samara? Mm-hmm. Trying to get to beat her loyalty mission. I failed because I didn't read anything about it. Hers is the one where you have to manipulate her daughter, daughter yeah. into moving or going to her apartment or whatever. Mm-hmm. I had no idea for some reason how to approach that. It didn't seem to me like they made it obvious what way you should approach that situation. Maybe I was like overthinking it. And it, it should have just been one of those situations where you just pick, you know, one yeah. direction of conversation again Constantly. and again and again. Yeah. But I kept, like, mixing it up. And uh, I guess maybe what I did wrong was referred to the things that I knew about her already a lot. I thought that's what you were supposed to do, though. Like, you know, you learn that she likes this band by talking to this other guy. Oh, right, yeah. Some... I didn't even get to that because I talked to those... I remember talking to those people and I was like, this is probably something I'll have to remember. Like, it's going to quiz me, like... Yeah. Later. Yeah. Like, I like bands. And you're like, I like this band that you also like. Right. And it didn't, for me, it didn't happen. Like, I talked to her. I got to the, I got to the, her to get to go to the apartment after, like, two choices or three choices. That's impossible. Like, it happened really quickly. I I believe you, but that's still. No, but it happened, yeah. But, I mean, it, it happened in an impossible amount of time where I was like, scrolls, this wouldn't. The way they set this up, it shouldn't have taken. I talked to her it for so long. Way longer than this. I talked to her for so long, and the whole time she it was, was so weird. And the yeah. way she ditched me was really funny. She was like, "This has been a great conversation. I'm gonna give you a drink to pay you back." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, oh boy." And then she left. That's weird. So can you just not attempt it again after that? Yeah, that's it. What a terrible game. Isn't that weird? I thought that the game, since the game at that up to that point at least, was so forgiving. I thought that it would be like, retry? I don't know how I feel about these. I still don't know how I feel about games that are setting up these permanent choices. I don't know how 3 is going to work. Like, are they just going to restart everything and all the effects are going to be logs, like data logs? You know, relative to your save file? Your save file? Like, Morden died in your universe, so here's a data log about Morden dying. Because in 2, they kind of wiped the slate clean. And there's only like a few you background make, you, choices. Two's weird because you make those choices at the beginning where they just they're like, who did who did you save? And you're like, I right. don't know. And for you, it's really weird because you're like, I don't know. Right. Did you save Ashley or Caden? I was like, what? Who? Yeah. <laughs> and all that, all it really does. Well, I'm, maybe it'll come back in three. It's just whoever you did, whoever you saved, is who you find on that planet. But. Some of the other choices that you don't get pro that you don't get asked about at the beginning carried through into two as well. I just wondered if they've deemed that not important. So what things are going to get? Um, <clears throat> so like in, like what things were going to get carried into three? Do you think from two? I was going to say from two. Yeah. Um, Something has to happen with the Geth that you like reactivate or you either you shut them down or yeah. you reactivated them. Um, what did you do? Did you do Mordens? Yeah. What was Legion? You could either reformat them. You could reformat them or basically hypnotize them into thinking your way is right. I don't remember what I did. Or I, I might have said that wrong, what I just said. You can either reprogram them, basically. Yeah. Right. Or destroy them. I reprogrammed them. Yeah. And then... So did I, I think. On Mordens, whether or not you destroyed the genophage... 
I don't remember even when I answered. I didn't care about that, I don't think. I did. Oh, the data. Yeah, okay. The data. I think I, I, I saved destroyed it. it. I saved it. No, I did save it. And did you destroy the ship at the end or no? Yes. I did. Or no, I didn't. You didn't? No, I don't know I why did. either. That was, that was the I one did. that was the one choice in the game that I actually was concerned about and cared about. And 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 in the end I regretted making. Like that was the, for some reason, I mean, that's the only important decision in the game and it really like weighted heavily it's on It's weird me. that I got wrapped yeah, up in it. Like he and, pops and up for, and he's and like, "Wait, Shepard." And, and I'm like, just "You know, like, you look like, like the cigarette smoking man right now." And I was just like, "Fuck you." So what happened? Did he get pissed at you and say something mean? Yeah, he says I don't remember exactly what he says, but he's just like I forget, what does he say? He he gets really upset with you. And he's like, I thought I could count on you, Shepard. But apparently you don't have humanity's best interests at heart or something like that. And Shepard so just gets like the Boy Scout worth. And he's just like, I'm here to save the galaxy or something like that. <laughs> well, in mine, they show him sitting in his room uh, after Shepard's hologram turns off. Yeah. Just like staring at the hologram of the ship uh -huh. and like smiling terribly evil. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, God. That'll be kind of cool, though. Damn it. That'll be kind of cool, though. That's really the only choice that really upset me. It really did upset me. It still I, upsets me today. That one I today. paused for a little while, too, but I was just like, fuck you. Because he's such an ass. He really is a dick. I like, that, I, liked, I liked his character. Me, too. So much, because he's like CSM. Yeah. He, he really is <laughs> But I just wanted to be like Mulder and like, no. Yeah. I guess I should have been Mulder, too. Son but what's weird is there's a choice in one that you don't that they don't ask you about in the beginning of 2 maybe it's in 3 but i thought it would be in th maybe maybe you'll determine at the beginning of 3 but it seems weird that they would skip a whole game maybe it just won't affect you unless you played it maybe it'll just be fiction that doesn't affect your game unless you played it i mean well, they what can happens do that. is it's like it's the part it's actually the fight that you stopped at in mass effect 1 with, with benezia yeah after you kill her you make a decision whether or not to kill the queen Correct. The, the uh, Ragnite Queen? Yeah, right. You can either kill her or let her go. And I let her go. And in 2, at some point, you're just walking through one of the ports. Yeah. And this woman's like, Commander Shepard? And like you're automatically entered into a conversation with her, I'm pretty sure. Like, mm -hmm. there's no choice. And she basically says that she's there as a liaison for the Queen. Huh. And she's like, I'm just here to let you know that she really appreciates what you did and that... Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about them, but and this is the last time you'll ever see or hear from me or her. But I feel like it's setting up like a third part where it's like maybe they'll just they'll help. come in and be, you know where it's like they're assembling all of the. It's the end of Lord of the Rings, basically. Right, right. It's right. like everyone's coming in to fight. Right. And if you save the Rachni, they'll right. come in they'll and help, help you. you. I'm sure. But it's something that major seems like it would be kind of important to include. But it doesn't have to be. I mean, it could I just be not. a cutscene. You know what I mean? That implies that there's a lot more help coming to your way, but really doesn't affect the game. I don't envy the, those people having to make that game. Oh, I know. It's really interesting that something that influenced by the player's actions is coming. Yeah. But it sounds like a nightmare. But I'm totally interested in that game now, especially since nothing's been seen of it. Three? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It's interesting that you liked it as much as that you did. Yeah, I thought, I thought you were. I immediately started it over again. Wow. Yeah. But then stopped shortly after. Yeah, I do. Th <laughs> I I done the same thing on both of them. I was like, yeah, yeah. One more try. Oh. And then I was like, oh, 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 o
So I asked you, uh, what did your girlfriend think of it? Oh, yeah. Because I know she, she doesn't hate games, but she just doesn't sort of... Well, I, get, I told her the... Get into them, I guess. Uh, well, I was playing it probably like a, for a week, and she would occasionally look at it, but not really think much of it, which I thought was weird, because aesthetically it's something she actually really likes, because she likes TNG. Mm-hmm. But she watches TNG obsessively. Yeah. So I was like... It's also kind of an eye catch, like if you see... Oh, yeah. The way it's presented in the faces and everything. And I figured the conversation aspect of it sure. has to be like remotely interesting yeah. to her, right? So I was playing it for like probably a week before I was like, "Do you not? are you not interested in this at all? <laughs> this that's going on in the screen over here? Right. You know, like I know you hear it. You don't live in like a hall, like a grand fucking place. <laughs> and she's like, no, not really. So I was like, how will I get her to pay attention to this? So I'm like... <laughs> In this game, you try and sleep with uh, different girls. And she was like, what? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you basically, what? you have these conversations with these girls and you try and manipulate them into having sex with you. And she was like, in the end, she's about it. But there was at least a few moments when I told her that, that she got really offended. Even though she doesn't admit it right now. Like Weird. I saw in her face and eyes. And I was like, you hate that so much. <laughs> and uh, you know, the next time I played, a couple days later, she was there, and the first thing she did was, "Let me see this girl you're trying to sleep with." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Why? What does it matter? I mean, what does this matter?" And she's like, "I just want to see her." So I worked my way to Kelly, and I'm like, "Here she is," and she's like, Ugh, "You would." And I was like, "Really? What does that what? even mean?" But yeah. That's my experience with that. In the end, she doesn't. She genuinely doesn't care. But in the beginning, she it is kind of weird. Really, especially did. describing her as someone who watches a lot of TNG. Yeah, that aspect I don't understand. I was like, "Look, it's like, TNG. It's basically." I was telling my girlfriend about this game, and I go, "You know what's really weird is about Mass Effect One and Two, is that when I got to the end of Mass Effect Two, I felt like I had just watched a whole season of a TV show I really liked." Yeah. And I didn't have the next season yet. And yeah. I was like, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Not even like, not really pining for it, but just sort of like, oh, I, could I really just want to see the re- the resolution sure. of all this shit. But I, I, it really did depress me that no one I liked survived. Character-wise, who did you like in that game? Uh, Morden. Me too. Uh, Garrus. He died. And Legion. I really like Thane. Thane was like my favorite character, cool. and he got killed immediately in the raid. That's terrible. He was like one of the first people to die, and I was like, <laughs> "Son of That's a so bitch!" Did you um? Did you upgrade your ship all the way? Totally. What happens That's if you so, don't? That's so weird. You'll lose people going. I in. I imagine that. Right. You lose people going in. I just assume that. As I was like, I don't know for a fact, but just from the way people have talked, <clears throat> from what I know, it's if you don't upgrade it totally, just the the part going in, people will die. That's weird. That it, I wish they hadn't made that. I got through it, but I wish they hadn't made it so convoluted for people yeah. to die or not die. I don't know. Everybody lived on my in mine. Like, what I don't understand is, who are you supposed to pick for the biotic shield? I picked Jack. Wouldn't you pick Jack? Yeah. I did. She died. I must not have given her her upgrade. You did her loyalty mission? I did. As far as I understand, the only thing that really mattered I was the loyalty the same mission. Thing. And I picked Jack... As my person, but she died. She didn't die at that part, though. She died uh, being held up at that 
the, the last place where you make the decision. Weird. Where it's basically like a group of people yeah. stay back. Yeah. When it cut That's back to weird. those people, she died in that fight. I sent... So I was like, Who I sent Grunt I? back with the with the survivors. I used. I sent Legion back with the survivors. I sent. I was like, he'll snipe anyone. I used Tally to hack the doors. I used I, Morden. I made Garrus the leader of the other group. So Tally hacks the doors. I'm How does that make good. sense? Wouldn't Morden know more about the systems? To me, no, because Tally's the Geth expert. She's more machines. Morden's more like bio like biology. But you're in a collectorship, Because he made the. And oh he boy. figured out yeah. how the collectors... Your logic is sound, but I bet you that my logic was the one they used. He gets killed in a terrible way in that scene. You know when Morton? they're like forcing the door shut? Oh, no. His head is like <laughs> barely in the crack. That's terrible. And they show this one bullet going through. That's it just terrible. hits him right in the head. Yeah. I was like, I was really upset. I was like, you sons of bitches. That's so terrible. One stray bullet. Legion by far was my favorite. Just because, like, his robot voice is really good. You are Shepard, Commander, Alliance, Human, fought heretics, killed by collectors, rediscovered on the old machine. It was one. a really good voice. I like Morden because, obviously, everyone likes that character. Because he's like Data, but he's not a machine. <laughs> yeah. What about the Miranda? Only, the only character I didn't... The only character I outright just didn't like was Jack. And then the only other character I didn't really care for was Miranda. I hated Jack. Jack was irritating. I mean, Jack was like a pre-pub... I mean, she... I mean, I understand. She never really developed. <laughs> Whatever. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're like, I'm gonna be in the basement. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, definitely. No one goes down there anyway. Okay. Yeah. I didn't really care for Miranda. I thought her story was kind of interesting. Don't you think Miranda looks like Belladonna? <laughs> uh... Yeah. I before I knew that she was modeled even, after a real person. I can't even think of what she looks like. I don't know that I'm. F You're saying Belladonna, and I'm thinking somebody else. Belladonna, the extremely hardcore. I know who. I know sometimes transsexual. I know who she is, but yeah. it, the face in my head is uh, Gianna Michaels for some reason. No, this she has. I don't know. I, don't know, I don't know they don't. The look space between her teeth, just like Miranda. Like it just oh, that's really? what does it for me. That's what makes me think it is Belladonna. But yeah. Before I knew she was a real person that they modeled Miranda after, I assumed that it was just some guy on the, on the team who had a fetish for Belladonna. And was like, <laughs> yep. I think it's really weird that the two characters that you meet first, and they, they sort of are like the poster characters for the game, mm -hmm. are the are like two of the lesser. Like, Jacob isn't a bad character, but he's hardly anything. What did you think about his side story? I well, liked his side his, story. His side story, his was, side story the, was a TNG episode. Yeah, for totally, sure. totally. It was probably the best in the game, too. Side story-wise. Yeah. I'm trying to think what the other ones were. Thanes was with his son, the assassin, which was, was okay. Was it was pretty cool. good. Um, but that's why it made it, it made it feel like a TV show to me. Is I felt like every one of these missions were like an episode yeah. of like a sci-fi show. Sure. Of like a different show, even. Like the, the Thanes one, for some reason, reminded me of like Babylon 5 for some reason. And see... Jax was just like a bad episode of a good show. Jax was like a, it was like a season one episode. Of like of a, yeah, season. bad episode of a good show. You're like, okay, well, I'll watch it if nothing else is on, but or if there's an achievement tied to it. What were the other ones? Um, Samara's was the Grunts was like a Wharf episode. Yeah. It's like reclaim your heritage. It was, <laughs> and it was fun. It had like that uh, fight the giant worm thing. Yeah, 
that was a pretty good fight and interesting. Uh, I, I was interested in what heavy weapons you used. I, once I once I got the particle beam, I literally never changed the heavy weapon. I don't even know what the other heavy weapons were. I used the um. Well, see, I got the 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 day one DLC free stuff with the Cerberus network, and whatever the there was a rocket launcher that came with it that I used a lot. Hmm. I don't remember what the hell it was called. I used that one because it was like. I forget what the description was exactly, but it was like the equivalent of like, this rocket launcher fires miniature nuclear warheads or something. You know what else really bothered me? Uh, there was a there was a scene in that game somewhere on I think it might have been the collector ship or the second derelict ship you find, um, where you're going through and there's a point right before a weapons loadout where there are four weapons on the ground, and each is an upgrade to the weapons that you found. Right. But they only let you choose one of right. them. And I'm like, why would you do that? It's right there. It's right there. There's literally nothing you can do to explain this away. And there's a weapons loadout locker right, right next there. to it. Yeah, that really irritated so, me. So, I mean, even if you said he can't carry all these weapons, well, there's a loadout locker right next I to was, it. I, I was there for a good... I actually went online and looked that part up because I was like, there, this has to be... This can't be the way It was made, happens. right? Yeah, I, I was really upset. And they're like, that. no, this is where you pick your upgrade. I'm like, this is the dumbest way to do this. It I've is, right? <laughs> so what did you pick? The assault rifle. And see, I picked the sniper. I sniped my way through the entire game. You could have been a one, better yet, we the two. But nah, my stomach trick is just looking at you. We had great times, no clouds, sunshine. I wish I had a time machine like Nick Fly. Cause I never would have told those lies. Told those lies. Told those lies. Told those lies. Told those told those. I just wonder what they'll change for three. Uh, or if they'll just yeah. keep it the same. It's gotta be more like um Boy, I don't know. The way that they're keeping everything from you makes me think that they're totally changing the game up. I mean the way that nothing is known about Mass Effect three yet. Like Other there's nothing teaser. out yeah. there. Something drastic I think has changed. I don't know what it could be. I mean, part of me wants to say that you're not even gonna be Shepard. Like I said last time. Yeah. And I think you're going to be that guy waiting for Shepard. And then, I don't know, maybe your ground missions change the way when you switch to Shepard halfway through the game, uh, his assault is, or whatever. I don't know. But it doesn't seem like... It, it reminds me of... To I me, get that's the same... feasible because it sounds like it fits in line with like what their goal is with this series of like having uh, changes radically affect the yeah. experience of the game. And I'm sure they want to kind of keep the series going at the same time close up Shepard's mm -hmm. uh, story because obviously they want to MMO out of this and everything but um yeah yeah I mean I could I could definitely see it being kind of like a Metal Gear Solid 2 twist the way things are happening right now and the way how, with how little we know of the game and it's coming out this year hmm along with um Everything else. Every other game. Ever. Ever. That's coming out this year. It's really getting... We kept saying it, but uh, the fact that almost every week that I'm reminded of yet another game... That I, I missed. about ...that is coming out this year. Like when I saw that El Shaddai video. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. It looks great. God damn it. You know what's really... summer. Yeah. Summer's like loading. Uh, what's happening, I noticed, is that you know the couple games that got announced at GDC, Killzone's already out. They are being like dropped 
really soon after announcement. They're, these companies are like really cutting back. When did that happen? What? The games, it's like, this game exists and it's out tomorrow. Yeah. Just this year it started. Literally, the first game... It to, feels like it. First game to do it, uh, Call of Juarez and Saints Row. I mean, you yeah. un, you assumed a Saints Row 3 was happening. Mon- Modern Warfare 2 was the first game I was surprised at because they announced it at E3 that year for it to be out in November. And they'll probably but do then that it again didn't this really, year. But then it didn't really... Other games didn't really do that. Yeah. Until... I, um, I can't think of another one, but Black Ops did it too. But that now it's like a given. But, I mean, Call of Juarez and, and Saints Row, both like... Yeah, that's psychotic. Both being dropped in the summer and being announced in Mar- announced in March is pretty intense. I mean, you can tell that, that they're is. trying to shorten the time between announcement and release. Even with, uh, <clears throat> not that you'll play it, but just the scope of the, that game. Like Skyrim. I'm going to play that game. I have Skyrim to. coming out a really year good. after it's announced. It's crazy. It's crazy. Because Oblivion think, was yeah. like years before. Sure. And Dark Souls. And Dark Souls November, is crazy too. the next year. What comes out? Um, something just got confirmed for September. Some other shooter. I can't remember what the fuck it is. Who knows now? I can't remember. Some other shooter? Some shooter got confirmed for September 13th of this year. And I cannot remember what it is. Gears of War? No, Gears of War is... Gears of War is September. It's the Halo date. Is Say it? September Maybe that's 11th. it. Maybe that's it then. Yeah. That's psychotic, too. Or not September 11th. Not, uh, Something like that. It's the Halo date. That's psychotic. God damn it, that El Shaddai video. Yeah, that game was great. EDF's out in a couple weeks. Man, EDF looks great <laughs> in a terribly weird way. I'm getting freaked out how much I like, or how much I'm interested in it, at least. It looks like they actually made changes to the game. Could they game Based on what people were saying. Totally. It looks like they. It really, to it really seems like they were like, oh, whoa, misstep, <laughs> which is rare. Yeah, but I guess they're small enough to that where that can happen. Like the designs of the ants drastically changed. I was thinking about that. I don't know if maybe what they were showing is from later parts of the game, but mm. it's not really. It seems like they just sort of fundamentally changed the design yeah. of the bugs, especially the spiders. What do you think about active reload in the EDF? Doesn't bother me really. Me neither. It's even more hectic, I think. It's one. Yeah, You're it's gonna one be more, rolling it's more and having to do that. The funny thing it about that really video. Funny. The funny thing about that fucking video is the roll, and how terrible it looks. It looks so like shitty. Like EDF, terrible. He like. Wait, he, do you mean like they wanted to make it terrible again? Yeah, like they purposely yeah, made I it look agree. bad. They did. Like he. They like roll up and like, the body is like fully laid out <laughs> mid air right, right. for a good couple frames of animation and right. like. Moves un like unnaturally across the terrain. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. the angle of the roll is based on the terrain underneath <laughs> your character model. So right. you're just like, Ugh, like right, jutting up right. over bumps. Yeah, it looks so bad. That's good though. No, I like it. Like that was a conceit. To me, sure. when I saw that, I was like, maybe they do. Get maybe it. they do kind of have a grasp. Plus, on the name it. of the names of the places uh, look pretty. They look like American versions. Like the backgrounds look like American versions. Of the places in Japan, it yeah. Like I don't know if they lightened pizza, the game up or if they laundromat. Just, yeah, I don't know if they lightened the game up or if they just picked really bad screens to show for it. Yeah, when pizzas it was and laundromats. But like the level, the areas they show it. in that video look better than they than the initial screens. 
Mm. Still won't be. It'll be one of those things that you just can't tell until you play it. That's the trickiest part about it. Like I have no doubt that it's gonna play a little different. So I'm not gonna immediately write it off when it doesn't control just like 2017. But uh, there are a lot of unknowns. I haven't about played that the game. other ones either. So as far I mean, as far as I know, the other ones don't play like 2017 either. Totally could be. Um, but uh, you gotta be interested in that game. The game I, looks amazing. I am now. That I am far more than now that I've seen that video. It and it's even like less harm, less fall that uh, a real EDF is coming out. So, yeah. Great. That game's going to be great. Catherine? Yeah, I really think it. I'm really thinking I'm going to like it. Because I, it's really funny, the, now that we mentioned this, um, I mean, that's like their approach to uh, Mass Effect 2 style storytelling, I think. It's sure. Just, it's just really funny, like, with the way they make storytelling in games is... Um, before you knew what this game was like gameplay wise no one could figure it out they assumed it was like a Persona-ish game where you're moving around like an RPG because those are the only kind of games that stories are attached to yeah that's why when it was announced as a puzzle game everyone was like what? but it's really telling that they want to like encapsulate these stories or frame these stories uh, with some weird game that can be a game on its own yeah they just happen to be like tied together inextricably <laughs> like this gameplay mechanic and this story. Yeah. It just neither lies. needs each other. Yeah. But they force them together, and so you have to experience both if you want the other. It, it, it's sort of a. It's also sort of a conceit for them to have this really bizarre aesthetic. Yeah. Throughout everything. And not spend as much money on development. Yeah. <laughs> Torchlight on the Xbox. <laughs> yep. There's really nothing to say about the game. It's fun to play. I'm off work tomorrow, and I'm going to get stoned and play all day. Sounds like a pretty good way to eat up a day. <laughs> Playing Torchlight? Where did that get? Where did that day go? <laughs> March 11th, 2011. <laughs> what were you doing? Playing Torchlight all day. Who knows? Played a lot of Demon Souls still. Logged about 134 hours into that game. Mm-hmm. Retarded. Taking and that I have, word back. And I, what? I'm taking that word back. Why? Well, people are offended by retarded, but it's, it's it as if you were retarded. retarded. <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to be. You would have to be. You'd retarded. have to be either a retard or an Aspie to fucking play Demon Souls for 134 hours. There you go. And have plans to buy the Asian version. I feel like they're oh Killzone 2. That's a game. I got nothing to say about Killzone 2. Oh, you played that? I thought you were just bringing yeah. it up for no. No, I'm saying I played it. It's okay. You know what's really weird it's about that It's got a really company? interesting design. I'm trying to write a, a blog about Guerrilla Games and the fact that, uh, you know, if you look at Sony's big studios and the games they're making, mm -hmm. they are really hedging their bets on the whole movies and games collide uh, yeah. scenario that I think is going to happen. Like, they're really hedging their bets on that. Like, Killzone, it's really funny. Killzone, if you play the first game, it's not a good game at all. But it's really well done for the hardware. Mm -hmm. It's just really well done. It's well done. It's not a good game. There's no good mechanics to it. It's not fun to play. It's tortuous in a lot of respects. It's pretty... Structurally, it's terrible. It's pretty sludgy. It's, it's, it's a bad game all around. The people that made it do not know, did not know how to make a game. Second game, they learned a lot from a lot of other games. But still people were complaining about the way it felt. The third game, they made conceits and made it play like other games. But there are a lot of aspects of Killzone 3 that are uh, the obvious 
uh, trademarks of a company that really doesn't know how to make video games. And it's really funny. I watched a video that was um, a tour of their studios, right? Uh-huh. It's a tour of Guerrilla Game Studios. I was like, great. Can't wait to see this. They've got a pretty nice building uh, somewhere in Europe dedicated to them. Yeah. You know, it's a really modern looking office building and it's 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 got to be pretty expensive is what I'm trying to get at. It's got to be pretty expensive. And if you think about it, these guys aren't doing anything but making Killzone 3 and they never have done anything but make Killzone or Killzone. Yeah. And they've never done or they've never made anything other than Killzone. So this new building which they bought or got at least relatively uh, soon right? near the release of Killzone 3 implies that they're going to be making other things. But when you walk through the building the way the cameras did and showed all the stuff that was in the lobby, they reminded me a lot of Bungie in that they're like totally zoned in on one IP and it's just Killzone. And I'm not sure if it's because that's all they've ever done or if it's because that's all they're ever going to do. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they can't make games. I don't think that company understands how to make games that play well. I really, I mean, I think they could eventually figure it out if they just keep making these games. But, uh, I mean, there are tons of aspects of the game. I mean, they're, the way they're approaching game making is kind of like, hey, let's make this look so real that you're fooled into thinking it's good. Um, sure. You know, your brain thinks it's good, and it is in the sense that it looks so real, your brain almost has to take it seriously. But that's what's drawing you in. It's yeah. the feigned realism. It's it, not the mechanics or anything. It's yeah. basically like a more advanced version of television. Like it's more hypnotizing. Sure. And more probably detrimental. There's like an instant expectation that, well, if it looks this good, it must everything must be good about it. Yeah, but I mean, not only that, they take away... What I was trying to get at in this thing that I'm writing is that they take away the parts of a game that make it a game, or they're trying to. Um, and those are the parts that sort of um, create the uh, understanding inside your brain that you're playing a game and not experiencing reality. Mm-hmm. So... In other words, these games, or this approach to games, I think, is a really scary one. Because I think it's, like I just suggested a minute ago, way more hypnotic and dangerous than, like, television is. Sure. As is understood as direct experience by your brain. Sure. And uh, that's kind of scary. Gozer the Gozerian, Gozer the Destructor, Volgazilt Rohar. The podcast has come. Killzone 3 is not a game, but quite an experience, man. You play it? Yeah, I'm playing it. You buy it? I did a game fly. Yeah. It's not fun. Really? Yeah, I don't think it's fun at all. There's nothing interesting about the level design. The graphics are amazing. 
But um, two is kind of the same way, and I thought it was really. It took me, it took me a couple levels or missions or whatever to sort of for that to sort of dawn on me. Mm-hmm. And then it took like one, it took like an additional level for it to like be confirmed in my brain, mm-hmm. where I was like, I'm gonna go through this level with this mindset now of like, ignoring the graphics, mm-hmm. is this good? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. And then, like at the end of that, at the start of the very next level, I was like, I don't think I want to play this anymore. Yeah. And I mean, they go a, through these great links. Oh, it was a train level. You like get on yep. a train, and like as soon as I saw the opening of what the train level looked like, I was just I, like, my brain was just like, no, you don't want to experience this because it's not going to be good. See, like the level design isn't level design. It's the design of a place within a game. Yeah. But right. I mean, there's nothing. There's no art to the actual design of the <clears throat> levels themselves. And I mean, like I said, the, the gameplay mechanics themselves have made all these conceits to modern FPSs in order to get more sales. Mm-hmm. But in general, you know, they're really not that great. I mean, they're they're very serviceable, but there's nothing new or inherently novel that makes them intriguing. So it's very weird. It's it's such like a strange situation for me to be compelled to play it just to see how good the game looks but not be interested at all in the graphics. And I guess that was the same thing with Uncharted for me. I mean, there was nothing to the depth of Uncharted's um, mechanics, but uh, I definitely wanted to see what they would do next with the direction of the game. It's sort of weird, though. What? That... It's just kind of weird. Where it's like you're sort of... You're not even really enjoying it as... There probably is. I mean, like, that's what's happening to games, right? Like, big, big budget games are all moving in that direction where yeah. they're losing, they're being stripped of all the mechanics that make them interesting. And uh, they're being dumbed down and made to be just these roller coaster rides or experiences. Well, it's like you're going through it more as, like, a curiosity. Yeah. As opposed to, like, I'm actively engaged in this experience and I either want to see the resolution of the story, figure out the quirks and inner workings of the mechanics because mm-hmm. they satisfy my brain in some fashion. Mm-hmm. Or I'm experiencing it as an audio-visual yeah. combination. This is you're just like, I want to see how far they take this experiment. Yeah. I don't even really like what they're trying to test. No. I mean, Mass Effect 2, you could, I guess, say the Heavy same Rain thing Heavy Rain was kind of the same thing for me. But Mass Effect 2, at least, um, keeps a lot of game elements gamish. Sure. You know, I mean, there's still menus, there's still systems within systems, and um, there's like little investing, side games you're and mini quests. And you're like power, yeah, exactly. And things like that, yeah. Exactly. And there is a, a semi-serviceable game mechanic in there too. So, I don't know. It's just a very strange thing. It's sad though because that that's just. I mean, if I look at the games that I've been playing recently, I'm basically playing smaller games because they're mechanically rewarding, and the larger games are getting less and less interesting because. They're really there's there's no depth to them whatsoever. Sure. Beyond recognizing how clever the design or competent the art is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is kind of sad to me. It's really sad to me. Like it was sort of like Need for Speed. It looked really good. It had a pretty good artwork in it, and uh, the graphics were good. It ran really steady. It sounded great. But there was just something that totally... I don't know what it was. There was something totally lacking. The level design was really boring, for one. 
I don't know. There was just sort of a weird generic quality to the entire experience of of Hot Pursuit. Really? That turned me off to it. Yeah. Like there was a despite the fact they had licensed cars, there was just sort of a lack of specificity to anything. <laughs> like none of the locations sounded like real locations, and I knew they weren't real. And like I know there's no But it's not like you need that in a game, so why did it bother you? No, but there was just sort of a there was like a uniformity to all of the aspects of that game where I was like it was just really weird to me hmm. it felt like um, I don't know I guess it felt like a video game that would have been in a movie hmm. where no one part of it is something that you can rec- like you can recognize where it came from yeah I know it's hard it's hard to explain because it's uh, it was very it's very obviously influenced by burnout but I guess Burnout has sort of an aesthetic and like a well, maybe like an it's, ethos to the, to, yeah, to the game. Yeah. And then like Need yeah. for Speed, it was just sort of like a robot built this game. Right, that's exactly what I was going to say, yeah. It's basically like, um, it was built, and, it's, and the thing is, it's not like it was built by people who didn't know how to make games. No, it's totally it's common they package. Were, they were probably, it, it reminds me of something that's done by someone who didn't want to do it. Yeah. And I'm not suggesting they didn't want to do it, what I mean is like, they put their energy into it, but not their creative energy. Sure. You know, like they put their will into it, but not any sort of direction born out of this world. It was all just made because they needed money. And I, I hear what you're saying. I never played the game, so I can't speak to that. But I, I kind of get what you're trying to say. Did you play Magica? No, I wanted to. But I felt like... <laughs> Did you play it? Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it as uh, fun as it seems? I bought it on Steam, but it's uh, I have I have zero ability controlling things with the keyboard and mouse. Yeah. Like I really have no ability. Unless it's an FPS, then I'm I'm somewhat serviceable. But uh, I cannot control these kind of games with a keyboard and mouse. The concept that you have to hold the click down to get to where you want to be. Yeah. Just boggled my mind. I know that sounds really amateur, but really I don't play PC games, so I didn't know that was. Oh, part they make of you hold the mouse button. If I remember right, yeah. Like, it's not weird. click to get here, it's like click to walk. Oh, weird. Or hold down to walk, you know what I mean? If I yeah. remember right. But anyway... Um, yeah, some people like to do that. It would seem like a keyboard's integral to that game because of the way you cast spells. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently there's an Xbox... Apparently apparently it's compatible with the Xbox controller or the Microsoft Windows controller or whatever you want to call it. Right. So I ordered a dongle so I could play it with that because... I don't see why it couldn't be because you're only at most combining. No, there's three or four. Well, there's like eight different. There's eight or ten different spells. Uh, different choices. Yeah. And then you can combine them. I think it, I can't remember. You can combine them into like four or five spots. So basically, it's like qwerty or quirt asdif. Mm-hmm. And you have to be like Q Q W E D. Sure. And that'll do a spell. Or like E E E D. Yeah. You know, that seems like it, it. At the rate you're doing it in that game, because you don't really have a magic bar that ends. It's just kind of like a, as fast as you can do it. Sure. So that always that seems like I can't really I can't really figure out how they're gonna solve that problem with the Xbox controller. But apparently it's a spell wheel that works pretty well. So we'll see when I get it. But. Oh, so it's actually like the game has support for it in the game. Yeah. Oh, weird. Isn't that weird? It's funny because I played it and I didn't even I didn't even look at it 
uh, look in depth to be like, you know, is this going to, because I figured, I know, I know enough about PC games without playing them. Like, I mm-hmm. know about how they're structured and what sort of control options there are, yada, yada, sure. yada. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was weird, too, that it would, so I didn't even bother looking. But then on some podcast or another, I heard them talking about the fact that it did and that it had specialized controls just for it, not just mapped controls, but like a different interface, actually, to the game itself. And, uh... I guess that speaks a lot to the fact that everything's turning into that one set-top box. Where you will probably just buy a controller and have access to... uh, You know, controllers will probably be the only hardware that's uh, different between these companies. Yeah. It just seems like more conceits are being made for controllers as opposed to having a completely separate... I mean, that happens... At the same time as this Magic Control, Magic Control option, at the same time as Steam talks about moving to TVs, yeah. At the same time as EA says in an interview or a press release or something that I forget, that uh, the future of the video game market is PCs. Really, I didn't read that. Yeah, just like two days ago they said that. That's and I was weird like, to me. how it's 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 not that I mean like I don't think it's totally impossible at all. I think they're probably right in a way that's yet defined. Yeah. But what's weird to me is that they're saying that now at the point where console games are like totally eclipsing the sales of PC games. Right. I mean like it's not even comparable. The PC game market's what like ten percent of the market. So of the entire video games market. So it's weird that you would take that kind of position, unless he knows. Uh, about plans to sort of unify. Right, so he's in a position to know what's coming. Yeah, I mean, otherwise there's no reason, I mean, that just seems like one of those things where there otherwise would be no reason for you to make such a bold claim. Unless you knew something was going on and you kind of subconsciously let it slip, or you kind of wanted to sound ahead of the curve, so when it did drop, you sounded like you knew what you were talking about. I mean, like, I know if I was in that position of power, that's what I would do to make myself look like an important CEO in the future. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd subtly drop hints about what I was going to do in the future uh, without breaking any rules so people would say that I'm forward-thinking. Like, look at this guy. He predicted all this stuff. Obviously, he knows what's going on. Mushy pork or pink tweets. I own it. Those <laughs> are games. As, as, as unintelligent as remarks I could make about game shooters I like to play, ones that I'm kind of lukewarm over, I have nothing to say. There's literally nothing to say. They have interesting mechanics. I'm no. glad they exist. You don't think so? No. I don't think Moochie Moochie Pork or Pig Sweets are, they're like sores. (laughs) Wow. On a history of great games. Wow. Made by Cave. They look terrible. There is no, we talked about it, there's no aesthetic um, consistency. And a lot of people like these games? I I don't really. The weird people like them. Like the same, I mean, I hate to be that dismissive, but 
the same weird people. They're either liking it because no one else likes it. Yeah. Or they like it because they're genuinely weird and they like this. Because it's so weird and disparate itself. Just like them. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no consistency to any of it. It's a mess. Doesn't look good. The menu system is weird. I don't know. It's it's not a sore. It's like a, a freak. You know, like it's like a, a literally something that you will pull out years from now and be like, look at this weird game that came out in 2010 or 2011. Yeah. Look at the menu system. Look at the games that are contained within it. <laughs> How is this still a physical product <laughs> this year? That is definitely the perspective that you will have on that game. Oh, well. I'm not worried about it. It'll be even worse in three weeks' time when I get Eskatos that game and can't even play it. That game will be amazing. <laughs> that game will be amazing. Uh, despite all this bad talk about Moochie and uh, Pink Sweets, I will probably still be ordering it. Yeah. Probably still the special edition, too, because I'm an idiot. Oh, is there a special edition? Sure I didn't even is. look. I didn't even look. Or at least there's a first run with the DLC card. Mm. I don't know. There's something. So I'm saying I'm not I'm not uh, upset that I own it. Mm. They're just not great. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just got Daifunkatsu uh, Special Edition. Can't even play it. <laughs> so my oh, the Black Label ones? Uh, no, I didn't even buy that yet. I really oh. it's stupid I didn't, but I did. But uh, the actual game. Can't play it. Uh, very clear priorities. Oh my, in my god, life. how retarded. How retarded. I feel like I'm slipping back into the person I was when I collected Neo Geo games. Yeah, I am too, to a certain extent. Like, <laughs> it's like I'm justify getting really, owning shit like that. Yeah, I'm justifying owning this kind of terrible shit, and uh, I'm really only. being really selective based on this really, like, insular understanding of video games. You know, it's the collector. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. the collector. The system by which you determine which of these to own right. makes no sense to anyone but yourself. But it's, it's And even such then, not logic. totally. But it's such sound logic <laughs> yeah. to you. Like buying Bullet Witch, the Japanese version? Uh, yeah. Why? Why? I don't know. I don't really see a problem with it. I just bought like three PS2 Japanese games that I can't even play because I don't have a unit that works. But you have PS2. I bought IQ Remix. Alright. Why would you not own that, though, right? Sounds good to Perfect. me. Perfect. Uh, is 3 and 4. Perfect. You have to own Ob that at some time. Obviously. And uh, something else I can't even remember. Wow. So I'm just buying him to, like, literally Over, have that. Wait, what was that game? It's not that game. You would remember it. The Sling Blade game? Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of the name of it either. I can't think of the name of it either. I was trying War, to think of the name uh, of it so I could find it. War Diver? No. War Diver. Slash Dive? Omni Dive? Something like that. I want to say it War Omega Driver. Omega Diver? War, War Driver was the game that got canceled. That never even existed, supposedly. Uh, yeah, that all sounds fine to me. Great. I can't me too. And what did I do with those games that I bought and I can't play? You put them in a closet. Put them in a closet. Yep. I looked at them for a couple minutes, ripped the soundtrack, sounds put them great. in a closet. Sounds great. I own, a, I own the collector's edition of Demon Souls really for no reason. <laughs> really well, I mean, for no reason. There really is a reason you own it. It's like owning a really rare piece of art. Yeah. Very few people get hey. it. 
But I, I'll make You're it my life's goal. I have the Kingsfield fucking dark box. I'll, I'll make whatever. it my life's goal to <laughs> communicate to other people why I am the way I am with video games. Yeah. That seems like a legitimate goal for me. And it also seems like a really challenging one. Because to explain to people why we would do these things who aren't already this deep in the hobby. Yeah. <sighs> Making YouTube videos in my basement with my <laughs> EB Games cutouts isn't going to cut it. Like, I really need to... King's Contract. <laughs> King's Contract. That's yeah. another game that came out. Did you play it? You no, I will, I will play <laughs> King's Contract. Uh, yeah. At least when you said making videos in my basement with my EB cutouts, I thought of that guy. That guy's the bomb. Did you hear his theme song? No, no. What? No. When you when I clicked the link, it was like I didn't have my headphones on, and by the time I put him on, he was already. He liked about angry King. raps. His own theme song. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. So smooth. So I mean, he angry raps it, and he's not, he has no singing or vocalizing ability. Right. He's just like rap, rap, rapping about the <laughs> games. Like it's bad. But he's he's like fierce when he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he likes games. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, D3. Listen to our podcasts and then hire me. Be the official D3 podcast. I will be the EDF spokesperson. They have one, I think. Actually. I'll go to the extent where, like, that's all I am in life. Spokesman for EDF. PR rep for Just EDF. Just Defense Force. <laughs> I don't even need anything else. Sounds like a plan. Mosaic my face. That'll be my gimmick. And just... <laughs> A spokesman oh. who doesn't exist, you know? <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. So what can we expect this new day game? Well, <laughs> Mask my voice and mosaic my face, and people will be like, what the fuck is this guy's issue? Who is this, the president? He just can't let people know he likes EDF? <laughs> it's that much of an issue? And I wonder if the music is... That's, that's a weird thing. That's why I was weirded out by the video, because there wasn't any music in it. And I, I, I don't know if it was just so he could talk over it or not. You think it's going to be the, the hardcore like emo rock that's in the trailer, or it's going to be something that's more akin to like EDF? No, that thing? emo rock thing seems like a marketing decision. Yeah, me too. Or I agree. It seems like yeah, a marketing thing. Because it, it, that, that's trying way too hard. Yeah. That's just trying so hard. It's interesting. Not in a good way at all. Just interesting. That's the route they went. Really, what other route could you go? No, it doesn't surprise me. Oh, uh, what do you, um, Trenched. I wonder, what, what yeah. do you think of that? I think it looks like a great game that I'll never play. 
so it still looks like Toy Soldiers. It looks exactly like <laughs> Toy Soldiers. It's like a great game with a great premise and a cool art design. That <laughs> You'll never have the time to play. I'll never have the, the time, time to play, play, and it's just a little too... Western in it's, its same. It has it's the it's the know. double fine yeah. thing. Like I I tried playing stacking and I, I couldn't get to the part where you actually play the game. <laughs> you couldn't get to the stacking. Yeah, it was <laughs> miserable. I That's cool that people like it. that stuff. I mean, I I can't I can't be bothered with like mediocre fiction about a yeah. time period that I don't really find interesting. Or yeah, uh, centered around a really arbitrary item. The Matryoshka yeah. doll. Yeah. And gameplay that isn't really rewarding. It's basically like, yeah, we took all these disparate elements and made this one thing that's so weird, you gotta give it attention. Hey, we're double fine. Yeah. That's what we did. That's what we do. Double fine is. And uh, everyone likes it for us, or likes us for it. The thing I've thought about double fine is they, they seem like um, the, the sort of people that appreciate their games and probably by association with the kinds of people who work at double fine. Are like um, the only way I can say this is like they're like comic book geeks. Yeah, like that kind of person. I agree. And I don't know if that's an insult or if I'm just specifying a type of person, but I don't get along with that kind of person. Me or either. at least their creativity, at the very least. Yeah, I totally agree. Their their, their perspective on art and like humor yeah. is just coming at the world from that weird perspective. Yeah. That, like, Comic-Con perspective where I'm like... Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I don't exactly. really care about that kind of stuff, guys. Exactly. It's like the same kind of people that probably really like Darksiders. It's a good game. Yeah. I know. But I guarantee they really like Darksiders. And probably Torch. Probably like it more than I do. Yeah, and probably like Warcraft, World of Warcraft a lot for its look. And, oh, uh, I, didn't, I didn't feel insulted about being lumped in with that. I think Dar- I think the artwork in Darksiders is probably some of its weaker par- parts. <laughs> Yeah, I am really just offended by the Western aesthetic. It's just ugly. I mean, say what you will about Japanese game design. We were playing Fist of the North Star just now uh, for the Xbox 360, and yeah. as terrible as that game is, objectively, I mean, it's terrible. It's um, not it, great. It's not great, but <laughs> it is A, a video game, and B, at times, looks really interesting and good. And at least... I don't know how to describe it. It, it its approach, its aesthetic approach is, I guess, novel at least. It's a weird. It's weird. I can't. I can't put my finger on what the what they're focusing on, as opposed to what a company like a studio like Gorilla is focusing on. That <laughs> makes the that makes a screenshot of Killzone Three or like a still. A moment in time in Killzone Three, as impressive to you as some of the cutscenes in Fist of the North Star. To me, at least, like you were saying, it looked rendered at one point during that special move. Got to be perspective. It's all about perspective, right? I suppose. I don't know. I I'm suppose. just guessing because, you know, when you're playing that game, you know it's a game because it looks like a game, and you break bo- break boxes, and there's bread inside. Bread inside. <laughs> That floats, large hovering pieces of bread. Yeah. Uh, you know the camera moves jerkily, and you're constantly being bombarded with uh, mission complete messages and go here next messages. Yeah. You're, you're, there's never any mistake that you're playing a game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a game's game. 
It's only at the moments when it tries to emulate the attacks in the, from the show or from the series that it briefly looks like something really graphically competent. No, I, you could, the game looks graphically competent otherwise, but it's always it's constantly framed in, in, from a game's perspective, so it never looks that way. But you know, if if they wanted to, you can see that they could. They're capable of doing uh, well-directed things. Yeah. They just don't want to. I don't think that's. <laughs> I don't think that's how they define video games in a weird way. I don't know. Strange. I just wish. Uh, well, I don't wish. I. Uh, I just wonder why. It must have been some sort of business decision that they picked the, the revamped versions of them as opposed to doing like a, like a Naruto style, yeah. cell shaded. That's what I thought too when I was playing it. I I was like you know, or no, I thought about it when I was watching Fist of the North Star a couple of days ago. I was thinking you know modern technology could really do this style of animation justice. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. And they could make a really amazing looking game. It's weird the route they took. But then I thought about the budget that would behind that be behind that kind of game, and I realized that maybe the people who it. produced this game were obviously trying to make it's not Naruto money. Yeah, I mean they were looking for margin. It's Gundam Muso money. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And for some reason, it reminds me of Quantum Theory. It's just that like layered, leathery, chunky look to like their outfits. You think you'll ever play Quantum Theory? Don't you just want to buy it? I kind of want to play it for some reason. I don't want to play it. I don't even want to play it. I want to buy own it? it and just be like, this came out some time ago. Look at it. <laughs> this really happened. Look at <laughs> Same with Knight's Contract. Like, this That's is the really end. Funny. That's really funny. That's really funny. This is the end of Japanese games. This game happened. Yeah. It kind of is that, actually. It is. That, when you frame it that way, now I really want to buy start buying. They're like, uh, uh Quantum Theory. Yeah. Did that work? No. Uh, Knight's contract. Contract. Did, what? No. No. Uh, Vanquish. Vanquish kind of worked. Do something else like that. Uh. Only from software is taking care of it. Just make another from demon. From software. From software. Take another demon. Fucking care. That's the thing. <laughs> they don't care at all. They're just like we're gonna keep making these torturous uh, labyrinths, and if you third-person shooters are really in, hot right now. That's great. Here's a Beck Assault game. <laughs> <laughs> you can customize 5,000 parts per ship, and you have to do it every time you go into battle. Yeah. You have to paint each part before you go into battle. Here's this 5, dark fantasy parts. game without checkpoints. Oh. Hey, in this mech game, the world's submerged <laughs> in sand. There's barely anything left. Oh, I watched that CG from 4Answer. Where you were, we were talking about it, and you were like... Uh, you are like, fights happen on top of ships that are mechs walking across a desert. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it looks awesome, right? Yeah, no, it looks really good from yeah, that CG. I know. Yeah. I also saw some really good um, paint jobs in the uh, For Answer game where uh, they really, some people took their time and, you know, went red, yellow, white, and blue and made their mechs look professionally painted like Gundams. Oh, weird. Like some of the advanced, like, angel-style Gundams that are, like, that I know nothing about other than having seen them in yeah. the late 90s. Yeah. On, like, JPEGs I was downloading right. from, like, AOL's members area. Like, right. I don't even know what I was doing, but... Um, yeah, the level of detail you can you can fuck around with your max is pretty interesting. That game is a answer. Still at 40 bucks.
For more, go, more, go to www.cast198text.com. Thanks for listening. I love you. I love you.